I'm Taylor Tarter, and this is Fastball Fantasy Baseball. Let's get into it. Before we get going, I want to take a moment to thank you all for listening. It's been a really fun season despite dealing with COVID-related issues, and I just want to say thanks for sticking with me through it all. Um, At the end of the episode, I'll announce my plans for the show going forwards, so make sure to stick around until the end, and remember to subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're using, that way you'll be notified when each new episode is published going into the MLB playoffs and the offseason. Also, please give the show a five-star rating. Each high rating will move my podcast up the list on all the podcast platforms when people search for fantasy baseball. So it's something that really helps me out, something that I would appreciate a lot. And you can also do paid subscriptions uh, where you'll receive rewards like stickers, t-shirts, and personalized advice. Uh, But again, that stuff is optional. So um, I'm also now on Instagram at Fastball Fantasy Baseball there. I'll be posting as much uh, as I can daily uh, with info and updates there. So make sure you follow me at Fastball Fantasy Baseball on the gram. All right, let's get into it. So I hate to start with bad news, but it's big news too. Pirates number three prospect, MLB number 29 overall prospect, shortstop O'Neill Cruz was arrested in the Dominican Republic this week after driving under the influence and killing three people who were riding a motorcycle. Now the motorcycle apparently had no headlights um, and all of the people involved, Cruz and those people on the motorcycle, were driving after the federally mandated curfew But this is really disappointing news on on multiple levels, obviously, because, uh, you know, there were several people that died uh, that shouldn't have. Uh, But this this young man, O'Neill Cruz, would have likely made the major league roster for Pittsburgh at some point next season. But now, after making a terrible decision to drive under the influence, he is facing potential prison time. Um, So... Terrible news, but um, you know, I just wanted to take the time to say, don't drink and drive. Uh, in other news, it's almost playoff time, positive news, right? And uh, the MLB playoffs are about to start. The AL race is basically set. You've got Tampa, New York, Chicago, Minnesota, Cleveland, and Oakland, who've all clinched uh, a playoff berth. But Toronto, Houston, and LA are still in it, kind of fighting for those last wild card spots. The NL, on the other hand, is much more chaotic. You've only got four teams as of right now, you know, four days before the end of the season who have uh, clinched a playoff spot. Atlanta, Chicago Cubs, Dodgers, and the Pods are the only ones who are are guaranteed a spot right now. Uh, There's a lot going on behind them. Miami and Philly both have a shot in the East. St. Louis, Cincy, Milwaukee, they're still competing in the Central and You've got the Giants and the Rockies uh, in the wild card hunt. And in the last couple of days here, you, what I would be doing is looking at those NL teams who are still competitive for potential pickups because you know they are going to be trying super, super hard to win. Um, another strategy to kind of continue from last week 
especially if you're still competitive in your leagues, is to target those teams who have double headers coming up and stream the the batters from those teams. You've got Milwaukee, St. Louis, Colorado, Arizona, Oakland, Seattle, San Diego, and San Francisco, all with double headers, all I believe on Friday. Um, so we'll get into some specific uh, players to target a little bit later. Right now, let's talk some COVID and injury news. Coronavirus! Andrelton Simmons decided to opt out for the rest of the year for the Angels over COVID concerns. Uh, with the Angels still technically in the playoff race, uh, he would have had to go to the, the bubble um, in Texas, but he is playing it safe. He has family members who are at risk. So he made the call. Now, you're not really missing anything with him. He wasn't really fantasy relevant, but it does end up making things more difficult on uh, the Angels and their lineup structure. Uh, I think the big hitters in that lineup keep raking Walsh, Rendo, and Trout, uh, but they'll have to move around Fletcher and some other pieces and try to make things work there. There are a few injury updates as well, not too many. Uh, you have Justin Verlander, who just announced that he's having Tommy John surgery uh, after trying to make a comeback from uh, an elbow issue uh, from earlier in the year. Uh, it looked like he was going to be making a start before the end of the season, but that's not the case anymore. And it has me worried a little bit that he may not come back at all uh, because of his age. He'll be... 38 by the time he's healthy in, you know, 2022 or late 2021. Uh, and it, it's going to be risky for anyone hanging on to him, uh, thinking he's he's going to be back next year. You know, he's been a, a keeper type of player for the last couple of years. But I would say if you were hanging on to him in the hopes uh, that he'd come back, now's the time to let him go. Uh, you've got Reese Hoskins. Uh, who's uh, being shut down for the rest of the season with the elbow issues. There's a chance he might require Tommy John surgery, and I'm sure we'll find out more in the next few weeks. Uh, but he, as, a, as a batter, as a fielder, he likely won't require such a long time to, to uh, recover. Uh, you've got Ken Giles, who will definitely be requiring Tommy John surgery. Uh, he'll likely be out for next season as well. Now, for the last couple of days here, the Jays are probably going to continue using Rafael Dolis as their closer, but I'll be interested to see what they do with their bullpen in the offseason. Uh, Luis Arias probably won't make it back from a knee injury uh, after spraining his ankle in a game at Minnesota's alternate training site. Now, he'll be on the team's playoff roster, but I don't expect that we see him by Sunday. Seattle's Dylan Moore, um, he was eligible at shortstop, second base, and outfield, was placed on the seven-day concussion injured list, and he's going to miss the end of the regular season. He, he was doing really well. Uh, I had him on my team, and you know, he was quite reliable, um, and the position flexibility uh, was great. So we'll go over some middle infield, some outfield options uh, in a little bit. Jonathan Scope's season ended as well after a wrist injury was not healing quickly enough. And Cole Hamels 
who was attempting a comeback this season, returned to the IL with shoulder fatigue. Uh, Nolan Arenado also has been dealing with uh, soreness in his shoulder. He was put on the IL to end the season as well. And something you'll probably notice is that there are a lot of guys who are moved from the 10-day IL to the 45-day IL or 60-day or longer. Uh, But don't be alarmed about those players. Uh, A lot of those decisions, not all of them, but a lot of them were made to open up roster spots on the 40-man rotation so they can call up other players for the rest of the season. So um, for some of those moves, uh, you don't have to worry so much about next year, especially in keeper leagues. So just pay attention to the offseason where we'll find out more information. That's all the major fantasy-relevant injury news this week, so let's figure out who to pick up for the last couple of days here before the end of the season. I lift things up and put them down. I'm not going to waste your time here. You need to know who to pick up in the last four days who's going to make a difference to your team and help you win. Last week, I went over my strategy of streaming batters, in particular batters who are going to be playing in double headers. Now, you've got a couple of options this week uh, of teams with double headers. On Friday, you've got uh, Colorado versus Arizona, San Diego versus San Francisco, St. Louis versus Milwaukee, and then one pair of teams with a double header on Saturday, Oakland versus Seattle. So I'm going to give you some names of, of players who could help you there and, and some players to avoid. So, a big part of what you need right now is opportunity. And David Peralta from Arizona is giving you opportunity. He's been getting some consistent playing time there in the outfield. Uh, So he's worth an ad. Um, Nick Ahmed, he's had good stats in his last seven games, but his play is pretty inconsistent. He's more of a platoon player, and so he's not getting guaranteed time. So I would avoid him even though he's been productive. Uh, Josh Fuentes looks good over his last week in Colorado, but he's definitely outplaying his metrics. Uh, I don't expect him to help you that much through Sunday, and I'd look elsewhere for help down the final stretch than in Colorado. I'd also avoid Milwaukee players. Uh, Daniel Vogelbach will be a tempting ad, but he's really streaky, and he's on a cold streak right now. If you absolutely need a catcher, Jacob Nottingham could be a good spot starter for you, but you definitely want to pay attention to his usage. Um, I like what I see in Jake Lamb in Oakland. Uh, He's a good corner outfield ad, especially if you lost Arenado or or Reese Hoskins. They're playing Lamb consistently. He's producing, and his hard contact and batted ball numbers back up that production. And in fact, I think he could even be doing a little bit better than he is. So I'd pick him up if you need a corner infield bat. Now, because San Diego is such a productive team this year, a lot of the better batters for the Padres are already rostered. It's really likely that most of that team is rostered in your league. And to be honest, of the guys left out there, I probably wouldn't pick up anybody uh, who's potentially out there in your leagues. Hosmer, Pham, Moreland, even though they are kind of big names and you, you know, they were probably rostered at some point. I would avoid them for the last couple of days. I also wouldn't look towards Seattle for any ads, and the same for St. Louis. Those guys are too inconsistent, and again, I want players I can trust for the last couple of days. I want guys where data backs them up. So I think 
Alex Dickerson is one of those players. Uh, the San Francisco outfielder just had home runs in back-to-back games. He's shown he can be streaky. So you may want to use, you know, ride this hot streak. He's also got excellent metrics that show that he can be successful. Now, aside from those streaming bats with doubleheaders, I'm going to give you some other names you can look at to give you a boost. Uh, Yankees catcher Kyle Higashioka has done really well in limited time. You should be picking him up if you need a catcher, but he's someone you need to watch in terms of his starting time. And along the same lines, Jorge Alfaro from Miami could be a really good ad, but you want to pay attention to when he's starting and sitting. As Jubal Cabrera for the Nationals has had a productive week, he's going to be starting and he'll be in a prime position in the lineup with all the injuries the Nats are dealing with. So he's a good option to continue producing. He's also eligible at first, second, and third base, and that positional flexibility could really benefit you uh, down the stretch here. And then Cabrian Hayes and Pittsburgh could be a nice add at third base for the last few days. He's been getting the ball pretty, he's been hitting the ball pretty hard. Uh, He does hit a lot of ground balls and probably won't hit for much power, but he could be helpful to you if you need a good batting average or some runs in the last few days here. And so we'll get to some pitchers in a little bit, but on that note, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll go over some of the hottest players over the last week. That Hansel's so hot right now. So of course, I'm sure your fantasy trade deadline has passed. And like last week, you know, there's no point in covering players who've been hot over the the last seven days that you might want to trade for, trade away, who are definitely going to be rostered in, you know, on somebody's team. So instead, we're going to focus on some of the hottest hitters and pitchers that you can pick up for the stretch run who are likely to be out there in your leagues. And we'll try to figure out if we should expect them to continue to produce like they have over the past week. So first catcher Max Stassi looked really good over the last seven days, but I think it's fluky. He had a really hot two weeks earlier in the season and then kind of fell off the map. Now he's back on a hot streak now, but his metrics don't fully support it. The average is real. The the BABIP is in line with his career number, and he is striking out less and walking more than, than he has in the past, but the hard contact rate isn't there, and the home run to fly ball rate is really elevated, making me think that what we're seeing isn't actually sustainable. He'd be a risky ad for the last couple of days here. Now, I won't blame you if you pick him up, um, but just know that you are taking a, a, a big risk there. First baseman Garrett Cooper from Miami is another player that had a really good week. I actually really like the Miami lineup. I think they're super underrated, but Cooper is outproducing his metrics. He doesn't hit the ball hard, and nearly 47% of his hits are ground balls. And as a first base, or even an outfielder, I want better power numbers. And so you're not going to get that from Cooper, so I would avoid him. Joey Wendell is another player whose metrics don't back up the hot week. He's eligible at both middle infield positions, but I'm not picking him up because the hard contact is too low, ground ball rate's too high, I need consistent production in the last couple of days, and I don't think you're going to get that from him. 
And the same can be said about Cleveland second baseman Cesar Hernandez. He's, he, he's had a, a hot bat the last week too, but I have a hard time recommending him as an ad because the, the hard contact rate is too low and the ground ball rate is too high. Plus, he's striking out a lot more than normal, and on top of everything, he's been get, getting really lucky with a high BABIP, and with all those kind of convoluted stats, you know, it, it just doesn't suggest consistency. So despite the, the good week that he's had, don't be tempted to pick him up for the last couple of days here. Uh, now, Gio Urshela, I would add. The Yankees' third baseman has been productive, and although his hard contact rate isn't what I would like, the rest of his numbers are hard to argue. He puts the ball in the air, he's walking more and striking out less than last year, you know, so he's going to get on base, and he has a good chance at producing for you going forwards because he's going to be on base in a really good lineup. I also really like the Nats outfielder Andrew Stevenson. He's getting at bats now with a depleted Nationals roster, especially in the outfield, and he's producing. I like the hard contact. I like that he walks. He's going to produce in that lineup over the next couple of days, and he could be a really cheap, really sneaky ad for you. As far as hot pitchers over the past week, Lance McCullers has had two quality starts and 15 strikeouts, and he has a great start on Saturday against the Rangers. He's worth an ad for that. Uh, Pittsburgh starter Stephen Brault also racked up two quality starts over the last seven days, but he's done for the year. Uh, I wouldn't have added him anyways, and if you did pick him up, you definitely want to drop him now. I do like Keegan Aiken of Baltimore. He'll get uh, Toronto on Sunday, and he's been missing bats, and he should miss some bats in that lineup. He's actually been getting unlucky with an elevated BABIP, which is bad for pitchers, and that could be good for him this weekend. Uh, and Tariq Skubal has had a good week for Detroit. He's been getting super unlucky this season, uh, but has shown he can really miss bats. He'll get Kansas City in a good matchup this weekend and is worth an ad despite what the ERA may say on the surface. And so we'll wrap up today with uh, who you should be streaming and the very few relievers uh, you can add here at the end of the season. Am I streaming? Am I streaming? You've got a couple really good matchups here in the last few days. And so I like Ian Anderson of the Braves pitching against Miami on Thursday. Uh, he's looked really good this season. Also on Thursday, you've got Alec Mills against Pittsburgh. Uh, you've got Astros pitcher Christian Javier also with a good matchup on Thursday against the Texans. So you can have your pick out of those guys. Um, you also may be able to get Chris Paddock for a good start against the Giants on Friday. I know somebody in my league dropped him because he was having a rough season, but uh, if he's available in your leagues, this is this is a good matchup for him. I like Dane Dunning against the Cubs on Saturday. It is a little bit of a risky play, but I picked him up this week because he was a two-start pitcher, um, and I wanted that. I didn't want to make the extra roster moves, so I picked him up. I, I do think he will do well enough on Saturday, you know, get me some strikeouts. And so that's kind of what I'm expecting. Probably give up a few runs, but should should do pretty well. Uh, Aaron Savali of Cleveland has a good matchup on Saturday uh, as well against the Pirates. And finally, start Herman Marquez against the Diamondbacks on Saturday too. 
And as far as the reliever roundup, um, you know, with Ken Giles out, Rafael Dolis is going to be the closer. I doubt he's available at this point in your leagues. But if he is, scoop him up. Um, it's likely you're looking through the scrap heap at this point. And unfortunately, there aren't too many people that I can recommend to you. Uh, Stefan Crichton may be available in your league. He's going to get saves in Arizona. And Mike Mayers may get you a couple of saves to close out the season for the Angels, but that is entirely speculation on my point, on my part, uh, based entirely on the last week of him getting two saves. Now, normally, I would say I'll be back next week and we would have a normal episode, but Sunday's the end of the fantasy baseball season and... uh, so I won't have very much to talk about. So, uh, But baseball still has another month to go, at least. So my announcement is that I'm going to keep the episodes rolling on Wednesdays, but I'm going to do a shorter version, and I'm going to focus on daily fantasy lineups instead. I'm going to also do mini daily fantasy-centric episodes on Tuesdays and Sundays as well. Also, there are going to be episodes throughout the off-season, though, you know, infrequently and as needed. I'm not going to do regular episodes uh, during the off-season, but um, anytime that there's a major signing or any big roster moves during the off-season, I'll talk about on the show and kind of give the fantasy spin uh, and the fantasy impact of those moves. So until next week... Feel free to reach out via the show's email, fastballfantasybaseball at gmail.com. Follow the show's Instagram at fastballfantasybaseball and make sure to rate the show on whatever platform you listen on and subscribe so that you get notified when each new episode comes out. Thanks for listening.